0: of Sioux Falls Office of Adult Faith Formation. This is the
1: Prairie Roam Companion with Dr. Chris Bergwolf. Hello and welcome to this edition of the, sorry, this episode of Prayer Room Companion. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, and this is the ninth episode of PRC. And today we are going to have another interview with Father Martin Lawrence, the Diocesan um, Master of Liturgical Ceremonies or Liturgical Master of Ceremonies for uh, the Diocese of Sioux Falls here. Uh, but before uh, we begin our interview with Father Martin, I'm, I want to uh, play for you. Uh, Recording that one of our our priests of the diocese, Father Dana Christensen, did of the proclamation of Christ's birth. Uh, And I'm going to allow Father Martin to speak a little bit about that when we start our interview, but I just want to pause here at the beginning to uh, play this uh, clip of the, the proclamation of Christ's birth, sung by Father Dana Christensen.
0: Today, the 25th day of December. Unknown ages from the time when God created the heavens and the earth, and then formed man and woman in his own image. Several thousand years after the flood, when God made the rainbow shine forth as a sign of the covenant. Twenty-one centuries from the time of Abraham and Sarah, Thirteen centuries after Moses led the people of Israel out of Egypt. Eleven hundred years from the time of Ruth and the judges. One thousand years from the anointing of David as king. In the sixty-fifth week, according to the prophecy of Daniel. In the 194th Olympiad. The 752nd year from the foundation of the city of Rome. The 42nd year of the reign of Octavian Augustus. The whole world being at peace. Jesus Christ. Eternal God and Son of the Eternal Father, desiring to sanctify the world by his most merciful coming, being conceived by the Holy Spirit, and nine months having passed since his conception, was born in Bethlehem of Judea of the Virgin Mary. Today is the nativity of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to the flesh.
1: And and that's the clip, and as I said, we'll have Father Martin speak to it here shortly. But first of all, Father Martin, thank you again for being here for this oh, interview. You're very welcome, Chris. Uh, good to have you again so quickly after our Advent uh, uh, interview. But Christmas, I'm recording this on, on December 18th, and, and the Christmas feast and the season is fast approaching now, and so... Uh, I'm glad you're able to be with us again. Well, thank you. Uh, Actually, just beginning, if you could talk a little bit about the proclamation of Christ's birth that that Father Dana just sung for us. Well, it's the second half of uh,
2: the entry for the Roman Martyrology for the 25th of December. And the early uh, entries have to deal with the death of certain martyrs. Uh, In the Divine Office, there used to be a little hour named called Prime the first little hour, and traditionally in many places, in the, uh, especially monasteries, the Martyrology was read at the conclusion of prime. Later on, the Martyrology was placed at table reading, usually during the noon meal. The Martyrology, again, would announce the, uh, the, day, the death of certain saints and historical events in the life of the church. Particularly those surrounding the saints, etc. With the proclamation of the birth of Christ, the second pot became just that, the proclamation. And it developed into a liturgical proclamation, again sung at prime. And uh, the celebrant or the presider, the officiant of prime, would um, step out and chant that proclamation. It puts the birth of Christ, uh, his historically, in line and in relation with various events of history, um, the flood, uh, Abraham, um, the first Olympiad, etc., mm-hmm. um, etc. Et his birth in relation to those historical events, and of course, the dating is a little. Um, more symbolic than it is possibly accurate, the the years as they are re- recounted, but it's to you know primarily shows to us that uh, the climax of all history um, and all events would be the incarnation of our Saviour and His birth, His coming among us in the flesh. So that was um, that's really what we get from it. Uh, now, in the in the sacramentary supplement, it's um, recommended to be sung at the beginning of the midnight mass, and it takes the place of the penitential rite, mm-hmm. and it may be chanted um, right at the beginning after the entrance song and the insensation of the altar and the greeting. Um, but it's a, a wonderful um, um, has a wonderful history, and of course the uh, melody with the English version
1: as ancient. Mm-hmm. I, I Growing up in my home parish in Minnesota, uh, it used to be sung actually part of, as part of the concert before Mass. It sure. wasn't sure. used as liturgical text per se, but I just remember sure, it can be loving it there the too. chant. Sure. And, uh, so I, I, I wanted to be, people to be able to hear it again in case they don't make it to the... To it's the
2: marvelous land. how it goes up at the end. It, uh, it is. Uh, all the way to the top, to a high octave. And, of course, people you were asked to genuflect when the announcement of the
1: actual nativity. So it's a very beautiful thing. Thank you. Uh, You know, as we're preparing to celebrate Christmas then, uh, you know, just in in terms of the season especially, uh, we talked a little bit bit about this with Advent, but when does the Christmas season uh, officially liturgically begin and then when does it officially liturgically end? Well, officially it
2: begins with the celebration of First Vespers or Evening Prayer One on Christmas Eve. For most of us in the parishes, it starts with the first Vigil Mass of Christmas, Mm -hmm. Christmas afternoon or Christmas evening. And then, of course, we know it goes all the way through the um, commemoration or the Feast of the Baptism of the Lord, which in uh, the—this year, uh, the year of our Lord, 2007 is January the 8th, which is a Monday,
1: right? Because, if I understand it properly, normally Would the baptism is the Sunday after Epiphany. Correct. Unless Epiphany Epiphany falls on the 6th or 7th. Cor- correct. And then it's immediately the Monday right. afterward. So okay. that we can start ordinary time that on that Tuesday. But so. then unofficially, the Christmas season, some can be, and unofficially I mean maybe uh, Catholics in their homes. Oh, uh, sure. Uh, spiritually, um, and
2: also in a way that... Uh, it comes from the liturgy too. We celebrate the uh, Christmas cycle all the way to the feast of the presentation of the Lord in the temple, or the feast of the purification of the Blessed Mother, commonly called Candlemas on February second. And in the ancient liturgy, that was the end of the Christmas cycle. Forty days after uh, the birth of our Lord, uh, the Blessed Mother, according to Jewish law, was to go to the temple for her purification. So just as we have forty days of Uh, Lent, Uh, and 40 days from the Resurrection to Ascension Day, we have 40 days um, of Christmas. And it's a spiritual, uh, it's not uh, officially a liturgical, the liturgical end is much earlier, although it is recommended in many places and by uh, scholars and uh, pastoral liturgical folks to leave the crib up in church until February 2nd Mm -hmm. as a a sign of... uh, to the rest of the world that Christmas is, is and the inc- celebration of the Incarnation is still happening. And and we'll talk about uh, home
1: home devotions later, sure. but also you could leave up your- and We do, we have in, well. for the past few years at the cathedral we've been leaving it up to February 2nd. That's great, okay. So. Uh, now, looking more at the, at the liturgical demarcation with uh, the baptism, what, what feasts? We, 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 feasts, times, we, we have the octave, we have the 12 days, we have all the feasts. First of all, what are the feasts, apart from Christmas itself, that fall within the the formal liturgical season of
2: Christmas? Well, the formal octave of Christmas is a marvelous time. It's very rich. Uh, The day after Christmas, uh, the second day of the octave, is the Feast of St. Stephen, the first Mata. And, of course, there are proper readings for that in in the lectionary. Following that, we have the Feast of St. John, uh, the Apostle, and... Course, you wear white for St. John. He was the only apostle not martyred. Mm-hmm. And then following that is the Feast of the Holy Innocents on December 28th. So we're back to red. Of course, we wear red on St. Stephen and red on the Holy Innocents. And the church and the liturgy and the antiphons of the Divine Office, uh, particularly, tie those feasts in with the Nativity, you know, the first martyr, uh, which of course, you know, we jump historically to the early church well after the death of um, our Lord and his ascension. when um, we celebrate St. Stephen but and St. John, but um, they're uh, tied in beautifully. And also the Holy Innocence, of course, historically
1: took place before our right. Lord. So. Okay. And then, so we, we have the octave, which again compromises oh, sure. the eight days. days. And the octave, uh, the eighth day is the Feast of Mary, Mother of God, mm-hmm. January the 1st. Right. The octave day of Christmas. Speak a little bit about liturgical octaves and their significance. I think a lot of times, uh, you know, just as we talked, we've talked in the past about how Christmas, you know, begins on Christmas. It doesn't end on Christmas, uh, and the Christmas season, as you said, goes until the baptism of our Lord. But a liturgical octave, each day, uh, you know, think about the Easter octave. Can you speak about the Christmas octave a little bit more?
2: It, well, each day of the octave is a solemnity. Right. It's as if it's one feast, right. one day. Um, therefore, the readings of those days must be used at Mass. Um, let's say you were to have a wedding during those days, you would have to use the Mass of the day. Mm-hmm. It's a solemnity. Um, it's one time. we Our joy cannot, the joy of celebrating the feast, and that's why Advent is such a good thing to, to use as a season of preparation, spiritual and otherwise. Uh Uh, feasting cannot be contained in 24 hours. Mm -hmm. So Holy Mother Church from ancient times has had this post-festive time um, so that our our joy just cannot be restrained or constrained, rather.
1: So even though we do celebrate, as you said, the the feast of uh, St. Stephen, uh, John the Apostle, and so on, but those are still all solemnities in the sense of Christmas.
2: Yes, because, well, they're, they're literally called feasts in the Missal, right, you know, in the Roman missal but it is
1: every day of that octave is a solemnity, solemnity. just as it is for the octave of Easter right right okay yeah. so very good and so we have those feasts we have the solemnity of Mary Mother of God what are the feasts do we have within the Christmas the entire Christmas season
2: well we have the restored feast of the holy name of Jesus mm-hmm. on January the 3rd uh, it's a marvelous feast uh, restored to us uh, by Pope John Paul the Great Mm-hmm. in the uh, third uh, edition of the Roman Missal. He promulgated in the year 2000. The, Of course, we know the um, Christmas season goes until the Feast of the Baptism of the Lord. The great feast of the Epiphany falls right before that. Epiphany meaning manifestation. Mm-hmm. Uh, a feast which is liturgically more ancient than Christmas, a feast which is the highlight of the Christmas cycle, um, the manifestation of the Lord to the Gentiles. In the West, we celebrate the three Magi and the revelation of our Lord following the star, Mm -hmm. the light of Christ revealed to um, the Gentiles. Of course, in the Eastern churches, um, they emphasize the baptism of the Lord at the Epiphany or the Theophany, Mm -hmm. the manifestation of uh, the Godhead, uh, the divinity of Jesus. And there's also um, the marriage at Cana, the Lord's first miracle or his first sign in the Gospel of St. John uh, is highlighted in the liturgy. Mm -hmm. And that's usually read around the first Sunday after uh, the Epiphany, or the first Sunday of Ordinary Time, or, okay. or that week, okay. uh, so you have those three manifestations to the Magi, his manifestation at the River Jordan in his baptism when the heavens opened, and then the manifestation at Cana, uh, his first, the beginning of his public ministry in St.
1: John's Gospel, his sign, the sign, first sign. Right. Okay. And then we also, if the calendar. Allows, in a sense, the Feast of the Holy Family as well. And, of course, yes,
2: the Feast of the Holy Family. Right, okay. and, and that is celebrated uh, this year. Is it? Okay. I can't
1: so so, so we, we have all those feasts. On the Sunday after Christmas. The Christmas season
2: is, is full of feasts. Of course, here in America, we transfer the Epiphany to a Sunday. Right. Traditionally, it's the 6th of January. That's where we have the 12, the 12 days of Christmas. And I was going
1: to ask you to speak to that, the 12 days of Christmas. And, but this year, it's on the 7th. Right. It's transferred. Right so the 12 days of christmas be, first begin. day of christmas is it the 25th or the 26th there i i I've, I've if you count them it, it i've i've come across different uh uh indications of when the 12 days actually begin the 25th or the 26th
2: i guess it depends if you say it if you call it the 12th night right, or the, right. so okay um the 12 days of christmas um of course are included in the christmas uh season the beautiful readings of the lectionary for Mass, we read from the first letter of St. John, mm-hmm. you know, beloved, uh, God is love, uh, love one another, little children love one another, it's beautiful. And we also read from the Gospel of St. Luke. And then later on, um, right before the Epiphany, we read from the Gospel of St. John. Uh, beautiful times, beautiful prayers. Um, The celebration of the 12 days of Christmas at home can include reading uh, some of the scriptures we read in church, gathering for prayer at the crib. Of course, the Epiphany is a season of light. Christmas is a season of light. Um, The little light born in Bethlehem in piercing cold, the little baby Jesus, uh, the light of the world, the tender babe, the tender light, The light revealed to the great Magi, uh, the Gentiles at the Epiphany. uh, Arise, Jerusalem, your light has come. Then, of course, um, if you go to the Feast of uh, the Presentation of the Lord, the Purification of the Blessed Mother at Candlemas, which is later on in Ordinary Time, on January 2nd. February 2nd. February 2nd, excuse me. uh, Candlemas, when candles are blessed and there's a great, procession in honor of Christ, the light of the world, the light revealed in Simeon's Canticle, a light of revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of God's people Israel. And um, so uh, the light gradually increases just as the days
1: get longer and um, the sun is is brighter. Mm-hmm. So. And, and you and I have talked in the past, I don't know how many people are aware of the fact that February 2nd uh, the secular "quote unquote" holiday of, of uh, Groundhog's, Groundhog's day. day has its origins. Sure. Uh, if you go back to the, the its origins in in Europe, uh, I think in Germany in particular, came from yep. the feast of, of Candlemas. Sure, sure. Uh, which is always interesting to see those connections through history. Father, the spiritual significance of the season. You mentioned how the the church does. We can't constrain our joy and celebration of the Lord's birth to one day. So we have the octave, but really the entire season uh, as well. What what is then, how would you describe the spiritual significance of the Christmas season as a whole? Well, reaffirming our belief and our love and our our
2: faith in the incarnation of the Son of God. Mm -hmm. um, That the second person of the Holy Trinity uh, came to us and took on our flesh. Um, God became man so that man could become like God and share the life of the Holy Trinity, become the children of God by adoption. Uh, the great, marvelous mystery of the Incarnation, and of course we lose sight of it after Christmas, but the Church doesn't want us to. Mm-hmm. We should live in that reality every day in our prayer and uh, in our, our devotion and our uh, the way we we uh, love one another and approach life and uh, choosing good over evil. That God became a human being and is forever united uh, inseparably. You mm-hmm. cannot separate His humanity and His divinity. And of course, you know we know we cannot confuse them. And um, you know, so how how marvelous the great uh, the great the uh, admirable exchange. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the great uh, marvelous mystery that God became one of us
1: so uh, that we could share the life of God forever. Mm-hmm. So, Amen. Is there anything about the, the history of, of Christmas or the Christmas season that you think would be good for people to know?
2: Well, you know, historically our Lord, you know, we we liturgically place his birth on December the 25th and but of course it's it's a was originally a pagan feast, a celebration of the god of the god Saturn uh, Saturnalia and uh, in Rome, it was all centered around the winter solstice mm-hmm. and Holy Mother Church of course, took this feast um, much later and uh, baptized it just as she did with several other uh, feasts, pagan feasts um, including Candlemas and All Saints Day, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera and uh, transferred um, the celebration of the birth of the Savior to that day. Mm-hmm. Um, the winter solstice, uh, the end, the, the days are getting longer, um, all tied up with the birth of the sun god. Mm-hmm. Well, the birth of the son of justice. The light of the world, our um, redeemer. Uh, so historically, um,
1: that's how it was chosen. I, I, I find it so interesting how uh, the church, as you said, always is always assimilating to itself. I think the, the just as the, the the people of Israel took the spoils of Egypt sure. with them when they left Egypt, so too does the the church is not afraid to, in a sense take for itself to conquer, uh, and and as you said, baptize uh, various uh, pagan feasts, not paganizing itself, but rather transforming the feasts. Into Uh, holy holy days. Right, exactly. Um, I I think, as you mentioned in Rome, uh, the birth of the sun god, the the unconquerable sun. Well, we have the unconquerable sun, S-O-N, the son of God, whose birth we celebrate that day. Showing you know, who's the boss, in a exactly. sense, so to speak, and that the uh, culmination of all history uh, culminates
2: in in Christ. Right, and uh, so, amen.
1: Uh, in terms of uh, returning then to the the liturgy of of not just the Feast of Christmas, the Solemnity of Christmas, but the entire season, is there anything distinctive in terms of the prayers of of the uh, the season or liturgical texts, uh, vestments, and so on? Anything? Uh, that that you'd like to speak well, to, of
2: course. Other than the particular special feast, part of the which are part of the octave where we wear uh, the color red for martyr for the martyrs, uh, primarily the, the vesture will be would be white or white and gold or gold uh, to celebrate uh, the nativity. Um, as I said in the lectionary. The readings, the first readings for the daily masses are from the first epistle of St. John and then of course the uh, the uh, accounting, the accounts of the uh, infancy uh, of our Lord in St. Luke's Gospel all the way through the presentation in the temple mm. which we anticipate during the East, uh, Christmas octave we read the, the account of the uh, presentation, the purification of Our Lady from St. Luke's Gospel. Um, A holy day has dawned on us. Um, We hear that a lot uh, in the Antiphon before the Gospel. Um, God has visited his people. Mm -hmm. We hear that. A great prophet has appeared among us. A holy day has dawned upon us. Um, Of course, the orations all lead us to the mystery of the Incarnation. Um, For... uh, the little prayer the priest says or the deacon says when he places the, uh, fills the chalice and uh, puts the drop of water in. Um, Through the mystery of this water and wine, may we come to share in the divinity of Christ who humbled himself to share in our humanity. Um, a, i like to, to reflect on that little prayer throughout Christmastide. Of course, it's all it's alluded to in the in the college for the opening prayer for December 17th, mm-hmm. uh, which we skipped over this because it fell on a Sunday, but for the first day of, of later Advent, um, the Incarnation. Uh, just as that drop of water is lost in the chalice of wine, which would, will later become uh, the blood of our Lord in, in, Holy, in the consecration, uh, we are lost in that mystery. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are forever lost in the mystery of the Incarnation. And, um, and also our Lord humbled himself to share in our humanity uh, how, much, um, how much does he love us mm-hmm. uh, to show that he was born in Bethlehem and uh, lived among us in all things but sin, born to a poor family, uh, suffered through poverty, mm-hmm. um, had to learn a trade uh, all the way uh, through his passion and resurrection. How much does he love us, and he loves each of us individually um, also, and a man like us in all things but sin, yes, mm-hmm. he was like us in
1: all things but sin mm-hmm. and um, so and then, in terms of of uh first a parish uh trying to be it 's so well hard in frankly to help uh us as Catholics, I think sometimes to remember that. Again, Christmas begins the 25th. It doesn't finish the 25th. It goes, as you said, through the the baptism of the Lord. What can, in a parish setting, what can be done uh, in terms of liturgical rites, perhaps broadly understood, to, to bring home the reality and the importance of the Christmas season as a whole?
2: Well, first of all, try to keep your decorations simple enough that you can put them up quickly. Now, this year it's a little, it's very difficult because Christmas Eve is a Sunday. But, you know, when you have a longer fourth week of Advent, wait to decorate the church that week. Um, if you put them up early, maybe keep the lights, the Christmas lights off until the first mass of Christmas. Uh, try to save what you can to the last minute mm-hmm. in church environment, the, the sanctuary, and the, et cetera. Um, save your Christmas parties till after Christmas, maybe during the octave, sometime during the Christmas season. Um uh, Have uh, some type of, uh, you know, maybe the parish staff could celebrate after Christmas and not before, Mm -hmm. uh, so we can respect the holiness of Advent and its separate in separateness in a sense, Uh, because the secular world has been celebrating Christmas since Halloween, right? And you know, and also keep your decorations up and keep them fresh, and and then possibly even keep the crib up um, till Candlemas as you said, to candles. Right. And, of course, in the home, too. This extends into the home. Try, um, if all possible, uh, it's a little difficult this year, and it's difficult with young children, but I think if young children were taught the traditions, they would respect them and accept them, uh, to wait to put the cri- the tree up until closer to Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly wait to light it, maybe have a little ceremony with the head of the family, the mother or the father, uh, Blesses the crib. There are prayers for the lay people to uh, ask God's blessing on the crib and the tree, mm-hmm. and then light the tree maybe Christmas Eve before you go to Mass or Christmas after Mass, after the, you go to Mass and, um, and wait to put maybe put the baby Jesus into in the crib, in the nativity scene, the crèche, until Christmas Eve. The mm-hmm. youngest member of the family or the oldest member mm-hmm. of the family, the grandmother or grandfather, could do that. Um, and celebrate prayer every day um, through the Christmas season, um, and definitely avoid putting your Christmas tree outside on the uh, to be picked up by the recycling people before Christmas tide is over. Right. And right. Uh, you, um, you you see that it's a very a sad thing. You see, Chris, day after Christmas, it's all down. That's
1: right. Because you start too early and you get tired of it. Right. But if you wait, then you're not. I and mean, the the other you know practicalities. Uh, you know, you go to buy your Christmas trees, the trees that are unfortunately usually left until the 20th or 24th, they're all half dead already. Exactly. So maybe going to buy a fresh one, cutting down a fresh one at a, at a Christmas tree. That tomorrow. would be, that's an excellent idea. Right. Or, or if you do, did buy it early, maybe keep it in water, Right. maybe in, outside or something. Yeah, yeah, there so, you go. So, um, and then on the Epiphany, uh, there's a beautiful, in terms of the home. Oh, yes. Oh, well, it's a wonderful time. And it's an ancient celebration.
2: Um Certainly here at the cathedral in the past, we have blessed special water for the Epiphany and blessed chalk. Mm -hmm. And um, handed out the little um, flyers with uh, a little ceremony the head of the family leads at home, either the mother or the father um, or grandparents, whoever is the head of the family. Uh, There's a prayer of blessing, and everyone says the Magnificat, the Canticle of Our Lady from St. Luke's Gospel, My soul magnifies the Lord. And the head of the family sprinkles the home with the blessed water of the epiphany. But we must remember, we also celebrate the baptism of the Lord as an epiphany of the Lord, okay. theophany. Um, and we have the blessing of water, we borrowed that from the east, from the eastern churches. Now, the blessed chalk uh, over the doors, particularly the uh, front door and the back door, but other doors, uh, the... Um, Initials of the three magi um, can be um, written with little crosses, and uh, the little flyers we use, and certainly you can find this on the internet too. Mm The little flyers we hand out or have handed out at the cathedral in the past had the um, formula, and you put the date um, and the crosses, and you put them over the doors of the of of the homes. But um, it also, uh, it's not just. for Caspar, Melchior, and Balthazar, um, but it's also um, Christ blesses this home. Or, and M would be for mansionum, the man- this mansion, this home. Uh, and of course, B is for uh, benedictionem, etc. cetera. and Christus, yes. Christus benedictionem. Yeah, it is a beautiful tradition that that a family can do. Wonderful, and the children follow. Right, and you can sing hymns, and you can also burn incense. Mm-hmm. And uh, as the, and of course, the symbolic of our prayers rising to heaven, mm-hmm. but also symbolic of the Magi's one of their gifts was okay. incense, okay. and um, there's all the uh, church is, is is very rich uh, in ways we can bring home the liturgy and bring home the spirit of the liturgy through sacramentals and family prayer,
1: literally, literally bring them
2: home. Yes, to the house, bring right. them home, right.
1: and we just have to uh, seek them out. You know. Okay. Anything else, Father, just as, as we close, anything else that you think it would be helpful for, for people to know about this, the feast and the season of Christmas?
2: I would recommend keeping things simple. Maybe a little too late to do that this year, but starting to simplify uh, Christmas. We have so many expectations, uh, so many uh, expectations for gifts and and cards and, and celebrations and hospitality, which are all good things in themselves, but to simplify and, and have the focus on the family, have the focus on joy, family joy, and the joy which our Ab- Savior brought to us by his incarnation. And um, joy and love and keep keeping it simple. Uh, go back to some of our, our simpler ways. And uh, instead of, uh, uh, there's so many expectations
1: Maybe we could start simplifying it. Okay. All right. Thank you, Father. Sure. And thank you for joining us in this uh, for the ninth episode of Pray Rome Companion. We're going to be taking the next couple of weeks off. So the 10th episode of PRC should be online. Uh, will be recorded online the week of January the 7th. Uh, as we said, January the 7th is Epiphany this year. The baptism of the Lord is the 8th. And then Tuesday, the 9th, is the first day of Ordinary Time. So sometime that week we will have the next uh, episode up. But, but until then, have a Merry Christmas and may God bless you. Thank you, Father. You're very welcome. Please.